The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to your inner divinity. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Tom, what's on tap today? Well, today, uh, cue the Star Trek theme, (laughs) today we are venturing into the inner and outer reaches of consciousness. Our subject today is hierarchy. Hierarchy. (laughs) Yep, I know this is definitely not a typical topic for a radio show. But hey, we're not exactly typical ourselves, <laughs> so career risks notwithstanding, today we are going to explore the subject of hierarchy. Okay, so let's define what we mean by hierarchy. Well, good idea. First of all, heaven's first law is order. Now, one aspect of this order is the progression of light, the consciousness of God, from the great central sun outwards. Now, you might think of this as concentric rings or successive layers, each one stepping down the radiance of the preceding step or layer, from the greatest to the least. Right. Now, imagine the center as the pure light of God. This is the great central sun of God's being. Now, only great beings of the highest attainment can stand within the full power and glory of this magnificent flame of God. In other words, the higher the attainment and the greater degree of cosmic consciousness, the closer one can approach to God's full radiance. Correct. So, at each level, this light of God must be stepped down so that the receiver is not overwhelmed. Well, wait a minute. Are are we maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves here? (laughs) Maybe. Perhaps, instead of beginning with what hierarchy is, shouldn't we first explain why we're talking about it? (laughs) Well, as usual, Terry, you make a very good point. (laughs) Before everyone decides to tune out, an explanation is in order. Why are we talking about hierarchy, and why should anyone care? Okay, still with us out there? Good. Uh, The first thing we all need to understand about hierarchy is that we are all in it. Yep. We are all, each of us, climbing ever closer to God and to his light. Now, perhaps for you, this progression is a given. As we advance on our spiritual journey, the hope is always that we are getting ever closer to our ultimate goal. However, whether a given or not, the fact is that we are all in a continuum of consciousness. We are all part of this grand procession, advancing ever closer to God, or more precisely, becoming more of God. Ever more of God. Now, that's really the point here. Each of us, by our choices, accumulates more and more of the essence of God, of his consciousness, ultimately making it our own. That's why we're talking about hierarchy, and that's why it matters. So you see, our place in hierarchy is fluid, and as our consciousness evolves, we are able to gain more and more light. 
And in the grand tradition of hierarchy, by our example, our inspiration, we pass the torch to those climbing right behind us. Each successive layer lights the way for those who follow. Hierarchy is literally the universal order of consciousness. Well, that's right. Hierarchy is the universal self-expression of God, whereby from the heart of the great central sun, he steps down the presence and power of his universal consciousness in order that succeeding evolutions in time and space, from the least unto the greatest, might come to know the wonder of his love. From the least unto the greatest. In other words, there's a place for all of life in this wondrous procession of consciousness. Yeah, and where do each of us fit in this universal chain? Here's the key. The level of our spiritual and physical attainment, measured by our balanced self-awareness, is how well we demonstrate our understanding of God's law and his love. That is the criterion for placement on hierarchy's ladder. So our progress is earned? Well, yes, by being good and doing good. Perhaps a bit simplistic, but you get the idea. The more we express God qualities such as love, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude, the more light we are able to hold. And the higher on the ladder of consciousness we climb. Always remembering that our light will become a beacon for others to follow. In other words, you count. You matter. Yes. And it's the flame in you that matters. This is the measure of your essential selfhood. And by gaining an understanding of hierarchy, you will come to know just how important and essential your individual flame is to all of consciousness. Well, think of it this way. You are a diamond in the mind of God. God's purpose in creating your soul was to adorn cosmos with a unique aspect of his consciousness. An aspect that only you can fully realize, a unique and singular manifestation of a facet of the diamond-shining mind of God. So don't you ever think for a moment that you are not important. There is a place in hierarchy that only you can fill. And this little reminder is the reason why we're talking about this subject today. You are important. You matter. No one can take your place in the full expression of God's consciousness. You know, on this subject, we've got a very special two-part excerpt to share with you today. It is from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on this very subject of hierarchy and passing the torch. Let's listen to that now. The message of the Great White Brotherhood is simply this. You are hierarchy. You count. You count as the supreme manifestation of God. You are counting as that manifestation means that you must count yourself, your self-worth, not as a human being, but as a flame. It is the flame in you that doeth the work. It is the flame in you that is essential. It is the individualization of that flame through your soul that makes you unique, that makes you the mandala. When I say not as a human being, I mean not human in the sense of being limited, being mortal, or having misqualified energy, but you in the sense of the real self. The purpose of creation, the purpose of the creative fiat in bringing forth your soul was to adorn a spiritual, material cosmos with a unique aspect of the Godhead focused in the great central sun. If you fail to be that flame, cosmos will be without that focalization of that facet of the diamond-shining mind of God. Now this should not make us give vent to pride, to an egocentrism, but to the thinking of the wonder of that flame 
and the glory that God has placed as a portion of himself within. On the contrary, it should make us vastly humble and yet not subservient, not self-deprecating, not full of self-condemnation. Man is a carrier of light and energy. He also carries love and the wisdom of the ages. The torch that is passed is the fire of illumination handed down from life to life, from the central sun of cosmos to stars and planets and people. The torchbearers of all ages comprise the cosmic hierarchy of masterful beings known collectively as the Great White Brotherhood. They are Elohim and archangels, lords of flame and masters of the seven rays. They are elementals and nature spirits. In this age of Aquarius, the torch is passed to any and all among mankind who will accept it. In this lecture, we will give an outline of hierarchy and of the Great White Brotherhood because it is important that we understand the order that is heaven's first law and how that order manifests in the release of light from the central sun all the way down from the coordinates of hierarchy to our point in time and space. Beginning in the heart of the great central sun, hierarchy manifests as the stepping down of the energies of Alpha and Omega, of the sacred Om of the I Am that I Am that is the fiery focal point for the whole of creation, the whole of the cosmos. The Elohim and cosmic beings carry the greatest concentration, the highest vibration of light, which we can comprehend in our state of evolution. Alpha and Omega are beings ascended, who represent and focus the Father-Mother God in the great central sun. They are the highest expression of twin flames that we know of, and we refer to them as our Father-Mother God. John the Beloved called them the beginning and the ending. In fact, it was Alpha who spoke, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Proceeding out from the great central sun, Beings who have earned the right through concentration of energy, of consciousness, of awareness of God, step down this release of sacred fire for lesser evolutions who have not passed the initiations required for them to contain such a concentrated manifestation of light. The term cosmic being is a title, not only a description. One newly ascended from the plains of earth, balancing 51% of his karma, would not be termed a cosmic being. A cosmic being is one who is aware of self as cosmos, who can ensoul a cosmos and be aware of energy fields and the control of energy fields that are vast beyond our ability to even know. There are certain cosmic beings that came forth when St. Germain volunteered to help mankind and to give the dispensation of the violet flame earlier in this century. One was his teacher, the great divine director. Another is mighty cosmos who releases the secret rays. Victory from Venus is also termed a cosmic being. And it means simply their awareness of the god flame is able to approximate measures 
of cosmic consciousness, the highest that can be contained. Surrounding Alpha and Omega, then, are cosmic beings and the twelve solar hierarchies. My gosh, <laughs> there's a lot there, isn't there? There is. It's packed. Well, when we return, we'll continue with this remarkable lecture from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the subject of hierarchy and passing the torch of consciousness. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back. We will now continue with an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the subject of your place in the grand scheme of God's consciousness. We refer to the twelve hierarchies surrounding the central altar by the names of the signs of the zodiac for want of any other name. 
We speak then of a hierarchy of Capricorn, a hierarchy of Cancer, a hierarchy of Aries and of Libra. These hierarchies are mandalas of cosmic beings. For instance, the hierarchy of Capricorn could contain as its nucleus 144,000 cosmic beings acting as step-down transformers for the flame that is released from the heart of Alpha and Omega and the great central sun, which we call God power. It is the energy that initiates cycles. Each of these 12 solar hierarchies have an appointment by God to release a certain aspect of the creative light. We find that the stepping down of energies is individed over and over again. As the 12 hierarchies take the 12 parts, other hierarchies break these down. As frequency is stepped down, so other virtues are born by separate life streams, by separate members of ascended masters, angels, archangels, and so forth. In the hierarchy of heaven, all have their place, all have their function. The angels are beings who have not left the purity of God's consciousness, except in some cases where they volunteered to incarnate in bodies as we wear to help mankind. Angels that are called the seraphim and the cherubim have never touched human creation, have never incarnated and been subject to the fall and the density of imperfection. They maintain the highest purity of the consciousness of God. There are ministering seraphim and cherubim who make their way 24 hours a day, standing before the altar of God, singing that holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. They hold the frequency of purity which they radiate to life waves and evolutions that continue in the vastness of cosmos. Scientists have considered that there are billions of galaxies. Billions of galaxies. When we think of the vastness of the galaxy we live in and then try to comprehend billions of these revolving around a great central sun, it almost defies our ability to equate with the cosmos in which we live. And all of this controlled by hierarchy cosmic consciousness, beings aware of self as God, as cosmos. And yet all of this which scientists have observed is still only the physical spectrum of the cosmos, a very thin line, a frequency. What is above and below that frequency is yet another vastness of cosmos, of infinity, and also planes that still are a part of time and space. We see then that in examining hierarchy, we do need to expand consciousness even to contain a concept of what Moria calls co-measurement, the ability of the individual soul to measure itself against the infinite, which is quite a task in itself. Key hierarchies then the 12 hierarchies which form the cosmic clock around the central sun, then the cosmic beings. Then we see a trinity and order of manifestation where there are three kingdoms of servants, each serving on one of the aspects of the threefold flame. The Elohim, the most powerful aspect of the consciousness of God, 
include in their hierarchy elemental builders of form. Elementals are the sylphs that control the air, the gnomes that control the physical, the earth, the undines that control the water, the salamanders that control the fire element. These four aspects govern also the four lower bodies. The Elohim have serving directly under them the beings of nature, the beings of the elements, who are the twin flames, who have dominion over all of the evolutions of the gnomes, salamanders, sylphs, and undines. These are Oramasis and Diana, twin flames of the fiery element. Their salamanders may stand before you nine feet to twenty feet tall. When you see them, they are moving rainbow fire with an identity in the fire. They are white light, white flame merging into the colors of the rainbow. They are a spectacular sight. They concentrate the energies of sacred fire. They are servants of man, servants of the ascended masters. They serve to keep the physical and mental and emotional bodies clean by the action of fire. Aramis and Diana have given dictations. They are ascended beings, but their salamanders are not ascended. They are serving in the planes of matter. When the dictations have come forth from Aramis and Diana, there has been such an intensity of heat, such as the Chilas could not even imagine or even dream they could experience. Then there is Ares and Thor, twin flames of the air element who also govern the mental action. Under them serve the mighty sylphs who control the air currents, air pressure, the purification of the air, and they are fighting the pollution of the air and bearing the burden of mankind's pollution. We have the ascended beings Neptune and Luara who control the beings of water, the undines, and the flow of energy in the feeling body of mankind. Virgo and Pallur control the earth element and the gnomes. All of these then serve under the Elohim. The seven mighty Elohim and the divine complements, their feminine counterparts, are the builders of creation. It is they who responded to the fiat of the Lord God, let there be light, and there was light. And the fiat of creation to create the worlds. The term Elohim is a sacred sound. It is an intonation. Even the repetition of the name releases a tremendous power, and so we give that as a chant, Elohim. We find that in the Hebrew, throughout the Bible, there are hundreds of references to God as the divine us, as Elohim, which is a plural noun, showing that man's awareness of God was as a plural being, as a dual being of the polarity of the masculine and feminine. In the translation, this comes through as Lord God continually through the Old Testament. The Elohim are the spirits of God, the morning stars which sang together in the beginning. They represent the power of creation. The blue ray, the blue flame in your heart, they represent in the Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Father aspect, or of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, the Brahma, the thrust of creation that comes forth 
from the masculine aspect of the Godhead. The second kingdom in the hierarchy is the kingdom of the Christed ones, corresponding to the second person of the Trinity, the sons and daughters of God. These are the ascended masters, and this is you in the state of becoming an ascended master. Because you are evolving in time and space, your evolution will culminate in the kingdom that falls on the second ray, the yellow aspect of the threefold flame. It is the mission of the beings who serve in this order to anchor the mind of God, the intelligence of God, the directives of the Creator's consciousness. And as we focus that intelligence, the beings of the elements become the servants to implement that intelligence, that intelling of the mind of God. Therefore, serving in this aspect, in this kingdom of hierarchy, we are given tests and initiations in the correct use of mental faculties, in the correct use of free will, in the reason of the Logos. And this is the action of the Word that is made flesh. It is the Word incarnate that is that second person of the Trinity that is this kingdom. So ascended masters and their chilas, moving upward in the spiral of consciousness, comprise that order that God has created to be the directors of creation and the flow. Finally, the third kingdom, functioning on the pink flame of divine love, the angelic hosts, the seven mighty archangels and their divine complements, all of the different types of angels that serve mankind. They serve us at the level of the feeling body. They bring to us hope and joy and laughter, constancy and a quickening. They sustain the mental concepts that we receive and that are ours to hold in our kingdom, holding the second aspect. Without the angelic hosts, the concepts which we give forth would not put on the feeling body, the desire body, that draws the tremendous momentum of the Creator for precipitation in the physical plane. There is very little that we can bring forth as alchemists unless we have the feeling of the creation, the intense love of the creation, the love of that which we are bringing forth. The angelic hosts stand by the children of the light and the sons and daughters of God silently. They stand guard as sentinels, as pillars of fire, guarding our creation, guarding our consciousness, giving us that quickening in moments of doubt and despair, when the mission must go on, when we must conquer. They infuse us with the energy that is the feeling of God, that is that momentum. These three kingdoms working in balance, in harmony, are assigned to outpicture the trinity of the threefold flame of life on a cosmic scale. That very flame that burns at Shambhala that is within our hearts has all of this as ramification in cosmic hierarchy. The blue, the yellow, and the pink. Studying these kingdoms of hierarchy, we also learn something about how we apply the flame that is in our hearts. We learn then that it is the energy of the blue ray, the thrust of power, that gives impetus to the idea 
that is contained within the mind of God. Without that thrust of energy, the idea has no momentum. It is like the arrow that is shot from the bow. It is the energy of the pulling back that gives the momentum to the arrow that is the idea of God going into manifestation. It is the action of the pink flame of love that sustains the creation. That is the action of the Holy Spirit. The angelic hosts are instruments of the Holy Spirit. When we have received the thrust of power, the law, the blueprint of what has to be created, when we have set the mental matrix of the idea, when we have brought forth the creation through love, there is the necessity to sustain and nourish the creation. And that sustaining, that staying power, that staying energy is always supplied by the angelic hosts. And it is supplied in ourselves by the development of love and the virtues, the qualities, the feelings that are necessary. We spoke of the balanced threefold flame as being the mark of the Christed One, the mark of attainment in the new age. We see also that on a cosmic scale in the macrocosm, it is necessary for these three kingdoms to function in harmony so that in a planet, in a solar system, the threefold flame, as ensouled by hierarchies, is also in balance. If mankind evolving toward becoming masters of life do not even know that that is the path that they are on, do not even understand initiation or the laws governing initiation, do not understand hierarchy as a chain of being, how can they pursue even their own way, even their own kingdom, of becoming Christed ones. They know not that to become the real self is the goal of life. Since that purpose and that goal has not been set for mankind, they cannot even begin to understand the fusion of the other two kingdoms, the beings of the elements and the angelic hosts. Uh, we're going to have to uh, leave it here for the moment, but fear not. We will be returning to this subject in an upcoming program. In the meantime, uh, we are looking forward to our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. 
To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We are back and happy to welcome Reverend Cindy Bennett once again for a little give and take on the subject of hierarchy and our place in the continuum of God's consciousness. Hi, Sid. Gentlemen. Hi, Sid. When we first began preparing today's program on the subject of hierarchy, it went from something that seemed highly academic to something that became much more basic and essential to our spiritual journey. The bottom line is this. Each of us is irreplaceable in the mind of God, aren't we? Isn't that an incredible concept to think about? that every one of us is unique. You know, you look around the world, you go to a stadium full of people, and, you know, it's hard to tell us apart, some of us anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing to think that each soul is unique in the eyes of God, has a unique place in this cosmos, a unique role to fill. And when we wake up in the morning, we look in the mirror, and it may not be that pretty, but anyway, (laughs) we know that there is something of value there. And what it does, it sets our sail for the day. God is within me. Therefore, I'm going to live a certain way. I'm going to act a certain way. I'm going to love. I'm going to give. And there are things I just don't want to do because God is in me, and I don't want to dishonor that God within me or do anything to interfere not only with my plan but with the plan of the world. And and just think how different things would be if every person approached that each day that way. We no longer have a need to strut our egos or get our name on some building or be famous or whatever. We're already famous in the eyes of God. And I, I remember reading something recently that when you were born, each one of us was born, it was a, it was a world event. And we don't think of those terms. Mm-hmm. And not in the sense of an ego, because obviously it's not the human ego, but God is in us. It makes us very humble, but very excited for what God has in store for us. Well, we are yeah. each famous in the mind of God. That's a wonderful idea. I like that. <laughs> I do I like too. <laughs> uh, could you tell us a little bit more about this great central sun? Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting when you ask people, you know, what do they think heaven is like? And, mm-hmm. you know, you get the, the clouds and the harps and so forth, which sounds kind of <laughs> yeah. boring, actually. Yeah. But to understand 
that, you know, we perceive such a thin slice of God's creation. And the great central sun, we've been told, is the origin of life. It's the origin of light. It's the source from which we came forth. I mean, just that concept mm. is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so um, we understand, as we heard in the lecture and as in the introduction, there was a step down of this energy. It's a path that we're returning home. We came from there, and that's where we're going to return. That's our goal. And so um, all the other aspects of God, many that we obviously don't know, but some we do know, makes it for a very exciting and very um, wonderful thing to behold or comprehend. Oh, I think it's amazing, this grand procession of consciousness. The whole, the whole. I, mean, I think, you know, Mrs. Prophet said it, it's almost beyond our ability to imagine. I mean, I don't think we can imagine no. it fully, you know, it's just so fast. But, you know, the other side of that coin, and I don't think we want to forget this, in terms of this great hierarchy, the great central sun, the vastness of the universe, and all these planes that we're not even aware of, it all still comes down to, the love of God for the soul and as the child and the comfort and presence of God, of Jesus, of Mother Mary, or, or whatever it is that we're individually loved and that the Divine Mother wants to comfort us. So we don't want to get lost in the vastness because it almost can be a little bit, not cold, but far from us. And yet God is intimate and the personal God is still there and still real even in the vastness of this cosmos. Well, I think that's a great point. And I, I, I guess, too, that there is a certain sense of that vastness existing within us. Right. right. I mean, absolutely. Um, when we read in the Bible and elsewhere about the creation of the universe, the creator or creators uh, referred to are actually the Elohim, which I, Mrs. Prophet said is a collective noun. Um, who are the Elohim and what is their position in the chain of God's consciousness? Well, our understanding of the Elohim is they're the next step down from the great central sun in the sense that they created the matter universe. And that's a pretty big task when you think Ooh, about it. I mean, yeah. cosmic beings are hard to comprehend. <laughs> But under the Elohim, of course, are the elementals. And many people are very in love with nature and understandably in love with nature. And when we understand that these elementals are really what brings spring, for example, we think that flowers grow or plants grow simply because of the chemical reaction. And yet if we could see it in our levels, there are wonderful elemental builders of form that actually work every spring to mm -hmm. make sure that sprout comes up. Mm -hmm. um, and understand the purification of the water by the undines and the air and so forth. And I think we need to be concerned about these elementals because they work so hard, but they are burdened by the pollution on this planet, by man's misqualified energy. Mm -hmm. And when there's cataclysm, it's when the elementals literally have to throw that energy off of them. They bear the weight for us, um, and we don't even know it. But at a certain point, it becomes so great, they have to throw it off, and that's when we have cataclysm. But I think I want to point out here that we can help the elementals. They need the violet flame. They need our calls and our prayers because they are not immortal. And this is a little aside. It's interesting. An elemental can progress to the point where they can get a threefold flame mm -hmm. and start evolving in this in this plane that we're in now. Mm -hmm. And one final thing I'll tell you in terms of, <laughs> of hierarchy, which is important, Archangel Michael, who we know is this grand being of cosmos and the protector and the defender of the flame, he started out as an elemental, and his first job was to guard a blade of grass. <laughs> <laughs> So he's, he's, he's gone someplace on the ladder I, of hierarchy, I'd say. say he's seen the ark. He sure has. <laughs> well, you know, we've referred to hierarchy as the universal chain of consciousness, but this, this may not engender the right visual impression. It's more like interlocking links in chain mail than a single chain, right? Well, it is. You know, we try and put things in terms that we understand. Which, Linear. You know, that's normal, <laughs> yeah. you know, but we can't comprehend the spherical nature of God with our, in our present state except to be aware that it's there and it, it's beyond where we are, 
But in another way, we are already there because the God within us is part of that. So it's just a matter of bridging the gap, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, and letting go of our limitations and the sense of limitation because that is really what's holding us back. Yeah. Well, you know, um, by understanding hierarchy as these interconnecting links that make up the web of life, we also understand, kind of going back to what you said before about we're all famous in the, in the mind of God, how important our individual link really is in this vast web. In, in other words, we should never question our own self-worth, should we? That should be a basic premise of who we are. <clears throat> God is in me. I have made mistakes. Heaven knows I've sinned. I've mm -hmm. got karma. But I am worthy to follow the path that God has outlined for me as a son or daughter of God because of his presence in me. And though I may have sinned, I'm not a sinner by nature. I'm God by nature. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that goes back to the whole concept of original sin, which is one of the greatest lie of the false hierarchy um, yeah, of yeah. this planet and beyond, that somehow we started out as sinners. Well, if God created us, how could we start out as sinners? I mean, that doesn't make any sense Defi at all. Defies logic. Yeah. So know that you are worthy. You have karma. I have karma like all of us do. We have to balance that and go forward. But we are worthy to walk that path because God is within us. Yep. I, I am, for my next question here, I'm visualizing the uh, Olympians, you know, oh, yeah. running along. So answer me this, Sid. How important is passing the torch? Well, unless we can teach others as we have been taught, then we're going to be stuck where we are. And, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> there, there are, you know, we mentioned before, you know, there's no unemployment in heaven. And, you know, there's <laughs> jobs. Everybody's got a job and they do that. For example, St. Germain is um, the... Uh, uh, oversees the seventh ray and the, the Chohan of the seventh ray. Well, for this system of worlds, he in attainment is far beyond that office, but no one from earth has come up to take his place. So he's stuck there literally <laughs> until someone can come along. Wow. So if we wow. want to progress in cosmos, which we do, obviously, mm -hmm. um, then we have to impart what we have been given and others must come behind us because we can't progress until we pass the torch to someone else to take our place, so to speak. So it's an interesting concept. Very, yeah, yeah. very. Well, when we recognize our responsibility to pass this torch, you know, the flame of freedom, we realize that countless cosmic beings are counting on us to do our part, which might be just a bit overwhelming. So how can we keep from becoming stressed out by this awesome responsibility? You know, it's, it's, it's always a balance between not taking yourself too seriously <laughs> and taking yourself seriously. In other words, you know, we're in a human form, we have requirements of the day, whether it's work or school or caring for family, going to the grocery store. I mean, those are givens. Yeah. But it's an understanding that we can make better use of our time. We can use the tools that has, God has given us, the Ascended Masters give us, most specifically the science of the spoken word, which you can affect literally 100 million people by your decrees. Not because your human consciousness does anything, but because of the sponsorship of God through the science of the spoken word and the light going forth. A hundred million. A hundred million. Each wow. one of us can. So you can see it doesn't take an enormous number of people to change the equation and the balance of light on this planet. And so when we understand that, yes, we have an accountability and responsibility, but God has given us the tools so that we can accomplish this and still, you know, take out the trash on Tuesday nights like I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is amazing that, that you're mentioning this, and we do often. Uh, we've been playing promos during our shows last couple of weeks uh, that are inviting people to become keepers of the flame. Right. And the the few, the proud, the keepers, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, mean, I think it's really important for, for us to make this point very clearly. And that is that our place, our ability to, to make change is quite dramatic. I mean, it, it's beyond what we may even have 
contemplated. Well, well it is, because it, it, it's beyond us because it's God. And I think we understand that the laws of God are immutable, the law of karma. And, uh, you know, God is no respecter of persons. We have our karma. One way or the other, it's going to be balanced. So yeah. we can either take it in the physical, which is not very pleasant sometimes, or we can mitigate and transmute a lot of that through the use of the violet flame. So in other words, the law of karma hasn't changed, but God says, look, here's a dispensation of the violet flame where you can balance so much of this without having to go through it physically, which, of course, would take many, many, many thousands of lifetimes probably. Mm-hmm. And that also applies to changing the world and the world karma. So we want to transmute not only personal karma, but world karma. And an individual, by devoting themselves in humility and love and using these tools properly, can change this planet. And it's God that's doing the work, but we are making ourselves available because we are the rulers of this kingdom, so to speak. We have to make the choice to use this gift that God has given us. And I can tell you, if we make that choice and we choose to use it by becoming a keeper, by using these prayers, it will be the greatest decision we have made in all our embodiments. Amen. Wow. Well, on our way to becoming one with God, will we become cosmic beings too? You know, we hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't stand where you are. You've got to go forward. Although, once you become an ascended master, you know, you still have free will. And if you just want to hang around for a while, I guess you can do that. But once you get there and you see the glories and the opportunities and the needs of not only this planet but the rest of cosmos, you know, it's like, where do I sign up? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. TSL.org slash keepers. There you go. TSL.org slash keepers. Well, we've got to take a break here, but don't go away. When we return, we'll continue our discussion of hierarchy and how important you are to the unfoldment of God's consciousness. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. 
Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we're back. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Um, we're here for more discussion about hierarchy with Sidney Bennett. Now, I'm sure this has occurred to other people. It certainly has occurred to me that is there also a hierarchy of darkness, a hierarchy of evil, as it were, or perhaps we should call it a lower archy? <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately there is. And, of course, we have to go back to the story of the fallen angels of Lucifer and one-third of the angels being cast out of heaven. And they came, unfortunately for us, to earth. And they've manifested in many ways, and they still manifest. And they have actually set up a counter-universe, if you will, of their own. I mean, they fell on pride, remember that. And so they think they're better than God. And so they've created their own hierarchy, you know, mm-hmm. with Lucifer at the top, I guess, whoever is there now, mm-hmm. and a whole chain of command, just like God's cosmos. And they have false hierarchy imposters of all the ascended masters. For instance, they have a false hierarchy imposter of Jesus, a false hierarchy imposter of St. Germain, and so forth, and a false hierarchy imposter of us. Wow. So, you know, it's, mm. it's awareness of what's going on. Of course, their plot is to keep us from the truth, to keep us from knowing who we are, of our potential to be God and the light within us. Because they want to obviously steal the light that we have because they aren't getting any. Right. As we've talked about in many other shows, they've come up with a lot of ways to do that. And one of the ways is this whole concept of original sin, you're no good, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then they have all the addictions and all the things that take the light the rock music, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to be aware of that and aware of the serpents that are going after our souls and after our children. And we don't necessarily challenge them ourselves, but we call for the archangels and the angels. They're the ones that will fight the battle of Armageddon for us. We don't have to go out and do it. They will do it, but we have to invoke their presence and call them to bind the false hierarchy of the fallen angels that are going after the children of light and preying on them because the children of light don't know who they are. Yeah. Well, you've already touched on this, but one of the principal tools that the fallen ones use to deny hierarchy is to convince us, to condemn ourselves, because yep. self-condemnation basically denies that we are the potential, the living flame of God. Is this correct? Well, you know, I mean, this can't be said too much over and over again. I'll tell you a quick story. When I was relatively new to the teachings, I used to have a problem with self-condemnation for whatever reason. You know, I was always hard on myself because I never seemed to do things right. <laughs> and they have this, if you've read the screw tape letters, you know, they do these projections oh, yeah. on you. You know, where you hear these little voices and so forth. And so this one morning I was hearing these voices and it was getting worse. And, you know, I, yeah, I just, I'm such a terrible person, blah, 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 blah. And then I heard this voice and it said, and you're the worst person in the world. And 
Oh. I, you know, even yeah. that was too much for me. I finally had to laugh, and I said, you've gone too far. That's, yeah, I yeah. know I got my problems, but <laughs> I'm not sure I'm the worst person in the world. Yeah. But it kind of broke the spell, sure. you know what I mean? And you got to laugh at them. And it's like Thomas More said, you know, the devil is a proud spirit. He doesn't like to be laughed at. So don't get under that weight of condemnation. You know, just stand for who you are, take accountability for the mistakes you made, and let's go forward and win this victory because there are so many precious souls on this planet that don't know the truth, and if they knew better, they would do better. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, you know, and we've said that that this flame in each of us is essential, that it is the individualization of that flame through our soul that makes us unique. Now, this... This means that we are each pretty special then, doesn't it? Well, I think we've shared that. It's the unique aspect of God. In other words, there's no one else in cosmos that is destined to manifest that part of God that you are. Mm -hmm. and, and when you think about it, and also as we heard Mrs. Prophet say, if you don't do it, it's going to be missing. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty serious responsibility, but it's an exciting one too. So, and again, we have to remind ourselves that the soul is not immortal until we make our ascension. So it's not an automatic thing. It's not like, you know, God created you and we take our place and that's it. We have to win our ascension. We have to balance our karma. We have to realize the presence of God within us, of his love, of his tenderness, of his care, humility. And we need to manifest that for the world. And only then does our soul become immortal after the ascension. So these, these feelings that we get within ourselves, like this is something that I know I have to do before I pass. Exactly. Are the, are the things that, that we need to do and, so that those things aren't missing. Right. And exactly. I want to add too. Well, you may say, well, I'm too old. I've got too much karma, blah, blah, blah. Well, everything you do, no matter how old you are, you know, 90 or, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you're preparing for a better resurrection. And even if you have to re-embody, you've got a head start on it. Mm -hmm. And you've got the good karma of what you do as you're building a momentum. Okay. And, you know, I never forgot, St. Germain promised us that if we do our part, that he, he promised our ascension either in this life or our next one. Wow. But again, we have to do our part. Yeah. So whatever our age or whatever our circumstance, start to do something today, and it will build a momentum that will carry you where you want to go. Yeah, it's, uh, you said it a moment ago, and we've said it before, about how simple this equation really is about being good and doing good. In fact, you've said it yourself numerous times that if we knew better, we'd do better. With so much at stake, why is it that our spiritual leaders have neglected this aspect of our soul's education? You know, some of it is ignorance. I mean, there's many very, very sincere people in the Christian church, for example, mm -hmm. that really believe, you know, that Jesus did it all for them, you know. Mm -hmm. But there's another aspect where some of it is calculated, unfortunately, and has been designed to keep the truth from us. We know, for instance, the, you know, the Nicene Creed, which, of course, everybody, yeah. you know, recites just about in the Christian world these days, yeah. you know, is, is not true. And so you're affirming the lie, so mm -hmm. to speak, mm -hmm. uh, that there's only one Son of God. And so if you say this enough times, of course, you start to believe it. And, and so, um, you know, this is where we have to take our stand to take advantage that God has used uh, these teachings of the Ascended Masters to bring us illumination, the true teachings of Jesus and who we are because they've been lost for these 2,000 years for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it that we cannot simply bask in God's presence immediately after we pass through the change called death? Well, again, it goes back to our use of free will. You know, I know I've said this before, but it's so apropos. A dead Baptist is a dead Baptist. In other <laughs> words, you don't suddenly become a cosmic being because you die. You are who you are with your momentums of light and darkness. And so if you don't have a certain buoyancy of light that will carry you up to the etheric realm, mm -hmm. you're going to get stuck in what we call the astral, which is not a pleasant place to be. 
And so it doesn't automatically happen. And it's enlightened self-interest to balance our karma, to magnetize the light, get the protection of Archangel Michael, who has promised if we ask him, when we leave the screen of life, he will be there to help us get to the etheric. So, it's, again, it's not an automatic thing, but it's certainly an incentive to understand that we have to do something if we want to get to heaven. It's not going to be just because we die. Now, mm-hmm. you, you just uh, raised a point I think is, is really kind of a wonderful one in a way, and that is that <clears throat> we can call, we can pray that the archangels, like Archangel Michael and the Legion of Angels, can escort the soul of a, of a loved one who has made his or her transition to a place of safety. Absolutely. Through the astral plane? Yeah. You know, we're deluding ourselves. We go to funerals and say, oh, they're in the arms of Jesus. Well, Maybe that not. may not necessarily be true. They might be, but they need to have prayers. I think this is something the Catholic Church does. Don't, don't they pray for people who are departed? I know in, yeah. in the Protestant Church we never oh, yeah. did that. But it, you pray for a soul that dies that they would get to heaven. That, because what happens, especially when souls die in accidents, they're very confused. They don't know what's happened. And they will linger many times at the place of an accident for a long time because they don't know where to go. It's like the movie Ghost. Remember that? Sure, the, guy, yeah. the guy in the subway. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to pray for people that, that die, especially those that die in accidents, because it's a shock to their being. Yeah. And even if they die peacefully, pray that the holy angels will take them to the heaven and to the retreats. You know, I think we'll come back to this in another show. I think it's worth focusing on. It sure is. <laughs> I, I've got a quick question here. Uh, Mrs. Prophet referred to life waves that will follow us. What did she mean by that? Well, I, we talked about this before, but there are, not everyone was created at the same time. I mean, mm-hmm. God just didn't create everybody. He says, I'm done, you know, <laughs> and, and take, a, take a break. Yeah. So there are different life waves on this planet, and we are expecting another life wave called the seventh root race that is destined to embody in South America. And they're just beginning to come forth, or, or they will in the near future. Ah, I see. Oh, boy. Well, you know, I've got one question here. I'm not sure this is the right time to ask it, but um, well, it's go really ahead. curiosity. Is God's consciousness also evolving? <laughs> <laughs> you know, is God static? That's big. <laughs> yeah. God transcends himself. Yeah. And I'm not sure I fully comprehend that. But there's nothing static in the universe. It's forever growing and evolving. For instance, you could argue that if all of us are progressing, eventually we're going to get to where God is. And yet, because God is transcending himself, there will never be an end to our spiritual growth, no matter how long eternity is. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, wow. it's a great thought. Actually. <laughs> it's a wonderful thought to end the show. Yeah. You know, another hour has somehow magically vanished. And it's time to wrap things up. I want to thank you, Sid, again for joining us today. Thank you, thank you so much. And we want to thank all of you for joining us as well. Have any questions or concerns, simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And we'll do our best to answer you promptly. We will indeed. And in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com.